What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 337 of the show. If you haven't seen this in a while or joined us, you know what we're going to go ahead and do. We are going to go ahead and pretty much recap everything from this past weekend in 10 minutes or less. So go ahead, stop your set your stopwatch, and go ahead and check us out. Um, on today's menu, we're going to go ahead and recap everything UFC 275, talk about the classic fight, talk about retirements, and even talk a little boxing today. Uh, but before we get into it, make sure you check us out everywhere. Podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out at thefightpodcast.com. And also... Make sure you see me wearing some merch. You see me have, you like this shirt. We have much more stuff like this. Merch, mugs, so much. Check us out, etsy.com slash shop slash the fight pod shop. Make sure you go ahead and check that out. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. We're going to go ahead and recap everything UFC 275. And I will be very, very honest with you. Yo, this card was amazing. And one of the things is, Sometimes UFC doesn't hit. You might have a top-heavy card, or you might have maybe just one or two fights that you really, really want to see. But every once in a while, they put a string of pay-per-views together that just absolutely cannot miss. And this happened to be one of them. You had fight of the year contenders on there. You had knockout of the year contenders on there. You had prospects coming up and actually showing out. It was fantastic. And to put a bow on the entire thing, yo... This was in Singapore, the home of one championship. They went in there, they went to Singapore, and they put on a fantastic, fantastic show. But let's go ahead and jump into it. The show, the, 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 the fight of the year, I don't care who it is, everyone has to say at this present moment in time, this was the absolute fight of the year. Glover Teixeira, Virgiri Prohaska. This fight was an absolute classic. This had something that you, everything that you wanted. You had the old grizzled vet versus the up-and-coming lion. Somebody who has been in the UFC for almost a decade and compared to somebody who's only had two fights in the UFC. People thought Glover Teixeira was going to go out here and get scuffed by the up-and-coming lion. And I'll be very honest with you people, that's not what happened. Glover went out there and proved to all of us that 42 years old, yes, just like Aaliyah said, age is ain't nothing but a number because he went out there and put it to the young pup. This fight went back and forth. This fight also had six, I'm going to say it one more time, it had six reverses in the five rounds. This fight went back and forth. Both men were on the verge of finishing each other in each and every round, it seemed like. I had to sit back and, and just take a glass of water j just to get through it. It was fantastic. I love what I saw. But at the end of the day, Jiri Prohaska ends up winning with less than 30 seconds in the fight. He goes out there and submits the BJJ black belt in Glover Teixeira. I'll be honest with you guys. I did not see this coming. If the fight was on the ground, I absolutely said it was going to be Glover that wins it. And I'll be very honest with you. Glover should have won it. Glover was leading in all three of the judges' scorecards before the time of the stoppage. And I'll be honest with you guys. I know this might sound messed up. I know we're looking at it in terms of somebody who is a legend and we should be celebrating him. And I am. I'm generally celebrating him. But one thing I'm going to also tell you guys is that Glover blew this fight. Yes, Glover Teixeira blew this fight. 
Glover absolutely should have won this fight, and it literally had a mental lapse in the end of the fight that cost him. I think he'll be back. I absolutely think they need to do an immediate rematch. I love this fight. Last thing I'll say about it also, Jerry, as much as I love him, one thing that he said after the fight is that he hated the fight. He said that he didn't like his performance because he was getting hit too much. If Jerry continues performing in the matter that he does, and he continues absorbing as much damage as he has been, he is only going to be here for he's going to be here for a good time, but it's going to be a short time. Uh, moving right along, the co-main event uh, was, in my opinion, the female quote: uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos. And woo, woo, this was a fight that I think a lot of people did not anticipate. Uh, um, the champion retains her belt, uh, passes Ronda Rousey with a seventh title defense for the most all-time for female fighters. And it was in it, it, the fight itself wasn't what it expected because Talia Santos dominated a lot of the fight on the ground really was able to control and hold uh valentina shevchenko valentina shevchenko is somebody that a lot of us look at in terms of being a a almost a machine out there a fighter with no flaws um has proven that if there's a fighter with some physicality and they can control her they can that is a hole in her game technically these two were leaps and bounds different Valentina is so much more technical, but in the skill set in which that Talia Santos had, she went out there and looked absolutely fantastic. She went out there and and I'm like I said, put on a show. Um, earned what I'll say uh, was a split decision loss. I absolutely have Valentina Shevchenko winning the match, uh, but it was a good fight and it puts a lot of questions on Valentina. At the end of the day, I don't think it's, it's I think it's much to do about nothing, but fantastic fight. For Talia Santos, salute to Valentina Shevchenko for going out there and being the most winningest female fighter in uh, UFC history. Or should I say having the most title defenses in UFC history. Beautiful salute to the champ. All right. Uh, also on this, we have the rematch of Wei Li Zhang versus Yuana Yanjacek. Look, I'm not going to talk about this one long. Wei Li goes out there second round, knocks out Yuana. Yoana looked good when she went out there. Looks like she was really trying to sit down on her punches and really trying to hurt um, uh, Weili Zhang. But one thing I'll say is this. Weili Zhang has absolutely adapted and evolved her game. She's strong and her aggressive grappling is something to behold. It was so nice to see the way and the strength that she was able to catch a leg kick from the former champion and be able to land a huge and powerful shot in the other end was, was actually something to behold. She's super strong. She's super athletic. And I'll be very honest with you, she's going to be our next champion. She's going to be the champion once again because I do not see Carla Sparza being able to defeat that version of Willie Zhang. Um, after also speaking of that fight, the champion, the great Joanna Yanjacek, has retired after that knockout loss. She had to say, Look, guys, thank you. Um, but at the end of the day, ah, it, 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 that's it for me. And let me leave you again with, with some stats about uh, from the champion, Joanna champion, Joanna Yanjacek. And these actually come from MMA Fighter, MMA Junkie.com. She has 10 wins, which is tied for the most. In UFC strawweight history, she has six title fight wins, most in strawweight history. One out of 13 undefeated champions. She was undefeated once she got the belt. And she has 1,724 significant strikes landed, which is the third most in UFC history. A legend, okay? Yuana and Jacek, one of my favorite all-time 
Love what she does. Salute to her. Happy, 34 years old. She's going to be able to move on. Perfect. Um, all, uh, a couple of standouts that I want to go ahead and actually discuss as well. Look, I had the wrong names and everything up for y'all. It's all right. It was that one. Then Joanna retires. We know how we do. All right. Um, other UFC 275 standouts that I have to address. Got to talk about Jake Matthews, man. Jake Matthews, somebody who's been up and down, somebody who we really appreciate, we really like. Um, went out there and put on an absolute show and KO'd Andre Filio. Andre Filio, somebody who has been on a tear, three fights, three wins this year, three finishes. Um, looked like somebody that UFC might eventually get behind. Jake Matthews, the, the Aussie, goes out there and does absolute work. Salute to him. Way to go out there and uh, and dominate. He was a standout performer. Also, this weekend, we did have some boxing. And Edgar Berlanga, the Puerto Rican sensation, is proving more and more not to be the guy that we thought he once was. He started off 16-0, 16 first-round KOs, but has four fights in a row that have gone to the decision. And in this fight, he even bit his opponent. So I think we have to understand and take pump the brakes a little bit. This dude isn't who we thought he was. Maybe he will eventually get there, but he ain't that just yet. All right, uh, with that being said, look at the clock. That's about nine minutes and 20 seconds. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Make sure you check out everything the Fight Podcast has. We also have a great show as well, uh, the Royal Rundown. Check out the Royal Rundown. That is also on the Fight Pod uh, YouTube page, as well as um, podcasting everywhere. Podcasting is available on all podcasting platforms, should I say. Uh, check out uh, EtsyShop.com. And make sure also check out Who You Got, uh, which is our show with the great Cats and Gano. We'll be back very soon. This has been your weekend recap in 10 minutes or less. Love y'all. We'll see you later. Peace.